0: And welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Morrison, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and co-host,
1: Joel McDonald. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I've actually it's been a, it's been a pretty fucking good day. If I'm gonna if, if I do say so myself, it has been a good day. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's a, a lot of things that I like happened today, and then on top of that, the day itself was just quite good. Like, and and tomorrow just,
0: is good for you as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, it, 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 today, as of recording, is the day that Super Mario, Wonder, and Spider Man, Marvel Spider-Man 2 uh, have released. I have bought both of them. Um, there is also a new Blink-182 album sitting in my Spotify right now, ready to listen to in its all its glory. At midnight last night when I dropped, I listened to the opening track. I've listened to all the singles I've put out so far, and I listened to the opening track. And I just, like, cried with a massive smile on my face because it just made me so happy. Um, and then, yeah, I'm getting a new tattoo tomorrow. It's, fucking, it's a good time to be alive. Nice. Expensive time to be alive. But You're telling me, Joel.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, <I've, laughs> yeah, obviously I bought both Spider-Man and Mario today, which was a massive hit to be old bank account. Yep. And I also bought in on a concert yesterday, but I'm only really going to see one band app, but it was very expensive.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I look... Um, i'm pretty i'm pretty jealous if i'm if i'm not lying i missed out on tickets um for for that bring me to the horizon show and i i did say when i saw them at good things last year they put on a fucking amazing show and i was like if they come back at a headline tour i'm going and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what i'm not going so it's a bad time it's <laughs> uh it yeah, hurts me but yeah it's why it's also just like yeah look i respect the
0: you know, bring me the horizon and coming back to a headline tour. I'm literally paying to go see sleep token. And it's just like, sure, bring me the horizons out as the main act, but I'm there for sleep token and I'll stick around
1: for the rest of it. I, I legitimately think some of the, the, the more recent like bring me the horizon stuff you might vibe with a little bit. I, I really we'll do. Um, but I, am yeah. I
0: at a at complete total face value, I paid $180 to watch, or probably be like maybe 40 minutes of sleep token. And I have zero yeah. regrets. $180, yeah, no. well spent. That, fair enough. Fair enough. But, All like, yeah. s- seeing that price did make me dread. Like, I was like, oh, that's right. Concerts are really, really expensive now. Like, they were yep. always expensive. Like, I remember one of the more, the, one of the Muse ones I went to a few years back. That was, like, 150 And I was like, oh, that stings a little bit. And then yep. when I saw this for $180. i am like, oh, yeah.
1: I've got, Shit, I've got, man. Like- I've got seating tickets for Blink One Eighty Two next year, and they're not even like the, they're in the lower section of the seating, but they're not in the lower lower section. So like, they're not even the best seating tickets, and they were still two hundred dollars a pop. Like, yeah, well, these these are seating tickets, and they're one hundred and eighty. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I it guess all we
0: all wild. we can all, all we can say to ourselves, Joel's, at least we're not um we're not Swifties.
1: That I yeah. Look, I my heart goes out to anyone who enjoys Taylor Swift. It really does because. Oh boy, um, yeah. They, that's that is some like people are literally selling organs to go to that show.
0: And <laughs> like, like, look, the era's tour seems pretty amazing if you're a Taylor Swift fan.
1: I honestly think it's probably. I I, I genuinely think it's worth the money from what yeah. I've heard people talk about. Uh, yeah, like, that's what it, I would say as well. <laughs> it's a three and a half hour concert spanning her entire career. Yeah, and the production values are through the fucking roof, and there's like. One of a kind moments that happen during each show where yeah, she like plays like a specific, secret song, yeah,
0: secret songs and all that. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I those tickets are expensive, but um, yeah, I think if you're a Taylor Swift fan, absolutely worth it. Oh uh, yeah, but we're, we're not Swifties, so we're, at least we're spared that. I dabble, yeah. I dabble in a bit of Taylor Swift, but I would not pay that much to go see her on concert. Maybe, exactly. maybe when the concert comes out digitally, I'll I'll, I'll give it a rent and give it a watch. <laughs>
1: I actually do when I watch it. I kind of wanted to go to the cinemas to see if I was being completely honest with you, but like I, I was just didn't tempted. get around to it, I was tempted to go to the cinemas. <laughs> yeah, like I think it would have been a good vibe. I think it would have been like like Barbie esque vibes, like everyone just there for a fucking good time and knowing Absolutely. exactly what it was. Um, do you see all but- the um
0: the funny memes going around? Obviously, because of the timing of just like people. Imagining scenarios where they're trying to watch like Saw X, and then the cinema next door is just
1: all these Swifties singing at the top of their lungs. <laughs> I mean, that was very similar to Barbie because I. I That's swear true. But two, yeah, no, you're not the wrong. The two <laughs> times I saw Barbie, I could hear the bomb go off in yep. Oppenheimer next door. Yep. Like I, 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 legitimately feel I heard it go off. Both times I saw that at the cinemas, so funny. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a it's been a good week and a good day good start of a good weekend. So yeah, good vibes are good. Well, I'm glad the vibes are good. Um, I think we
0: covered most of it, but before we get into the, the actual, you know, main parts of the show, have you been up to anything? But again, I think we covered most of it, but just in case there's anything extra, you got, you got anything else?
1: Uh, I mean like I, I probably, I could plug it at the end of the show. I recorded another podcast this week. Uh, I was another guest on, um, once again, on love letters with Jesse, uh, part of the story mode network. Um, and uh, I got to hang out with with Chris and, and Jesse and talk about Bluey for like nice. an hour and a half. Ah, uh, John, I'm and sure that it was
0: very hard for you to talk about Bluey for 90 minutes.
1: I legitimately could have kept going. Like I could have. I I got in the car to go home and I was just like, fuck. There's so many things that I I wanted to talk about. Um, but my favorite takeaway of it is that Jesse is on board now. He legitimately said he's like, I'm working from home tomorrow. I think I'm just gonna have this on in the background and just watch more episodes He he was only supposed to watch ten episodes because we we each gave him five episodes about like, you know, what we think he should watch. Um he ended up watching 16 <laughs> and was just like this show's fucking incredible. It's um, right. it's ridiculously good. That's the best. Um but apart from that, I watched uh I haven't watched the latest episode, but I watched the first two episodes of Loki. Um it's pretty good. I, I, it's, I, I'm I enjoying it. I haven't watched it yet. Like, I'll get to it. <laughs> I understand, and I'm not going to put the hard sell on 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 anyone because I I think that is such a hard thing to do at this point in time. Um, but I mean, it's more Loki, and it's good, and at, I'm enjoying it. And Keanu Kwan's in it, and it, he's awesome.
0: At least it sounds like Marvels learned their lesson and they're completely rethinking how they make their damn TV shows after yeah. that big like that article came out was i think it was hollywood reporter
1: um, yeah
0: and like reading that it's like oh i understand why these shows have been the way they
1: have now but this it scarily makes sense now yeah it's um yeah it it it's i'm still i'm still on the marvel train and it is just like for me now a soap opera and it's like my stories look
0: i'm hanging but, on by my pinky i really am yeah obviously i'll be there day one for marvels um yeah but we'll see where I end up after that, and that's and that's literally just because I'm like I fucking love Carol Danvers, Brie Larson's great. Yeah, oh, we'll see the Marvels, and obviously um, Miss Marvel's back as well. Goose is there, Ooh. like yeah. So I'm hoping, and the trailers look fun, but yeah, I like I didn't watch Secret Invasion. I haven't felt super enthused to watch Loki, even though I loved the first season. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But actually, do we go. Like, you go. You go on. You go on.
1: I, I was gonna say I was like I didn't. I fell off Secret Invasion, but like. I would say at this point, like Loki's worth it, worth a, worth a go.
0: I might wait till there's a few more episodes
1: out. It's probably a good idea because
0: I, um, one thing I did finally get around to doing, I haven't used it for anything yet, but I, I activated it on my TV. Was I activated my uh, three month trial of Apple Plus or Apple TV? So I'm gonna finally get around to watching Severance. Um, hopefully, fuck yes, at some point. Even though I just bought there's... two new video games, and now I'm going to wait next week. I'll, I'll find time somewhere in there. I don't know how or when,
1: but... Ah, uh, Sevens I, is so good. I've got at
0: least three months to do it, so that's that should be enough time, hopefully.
1: <laughs> God, Sevens is so fucking good. <laughs> like, I can't wait for you to watch that. It, like, it's be, really, really the good. The reason
0: why I felt compelled to do it, I'll talk about it here, because I'm not going to talk about my quest log. but um, obviously, Alan Wake 2 comes out next week. So I, I did spend two days this week just blowing through the first Alan Wake, and I started a control replay, and I was like fuck it i wonder if my tv still got that trial on offer and like literally i opened up the app page it's like hey your tv has got a three month apple plus i'm like yep lock it in activate it just fucking do it jesus i've been meaning to watch it for so yep. long but like finally the chances the, the inspiration kicked me up the butt when i was going back through control and being like man this game fucking rocks i need to watch severance <laughs> yeah yep
1: yeah, that, that, that's a good one 2 punch um and also like there is some Quality shit on Apple TV, so like, I there really is. I I think it's a genuinely good platform. I'm sure it's great. Um, it's just there's
0: too, too much. There's too many good yeah, platforms.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, is there too many platforms? Yes, but is this a good one? Yeah, I actually I would agree that it's got it's got some really good shit on there that's worth watching. Hopefully, um, you can after, watch, um, after Scott
0: Pilgrim, I can drop Netflix and then we'll see where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I might do the same until whenever we get the. First part of Stranger Things. That'll be last part. That'll be at least mid next year. You got time. Yeah, exactly. So I'll get a little bit I did actually that's something I did. I bought some uh, Scoops Ahoy ice cream last night. Okay. <laughs> you can buy you can buy you can buy Scoops Ahoy ice cream at Coles at the moment. And I tell you what, the cinnamon buns one, pretty fucking good. All right. It's a good ice cream. Cool.
0: I I have no further questions about that, honestly. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah. Nice. Well, look, I think that's going to do us for our little little preamble there. I'm going to take it straight into, well, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but it's going to be a quest log.
1: Mission completed. Quest log.
0: So our quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment. And as I said before coming into it, it's going to be a bit of a mixed bag because... Two massive games came out today, and we're just going to pretend like they didn't. I think, like, yep. I, I mean, we've played a bit of Mario, but um, I think it's better to save it for next week when we've played more of it, and just pretend that Marvel Spider Man Two and Mario Wonder just don't exist at this point at recording. Like, they're not they're not real video games. I don't want to hear about it. Just not happening. <laughs> just I'm putting my foot down.
1: Yep. Nope. Totally fair. Uh, I mean, no. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's yeah, good. Mario's, <laughs> Mario's
0: very fucking good. It's fucking good, but hold until next week when we played more of it. Yeah, uh, yep. but the good news is um, we've got I don't know, we've got a bunch of little things to talk about. I know I have because it was Steam Next Fest recently, so I actually made yes. an effort to try to queue up some downloads, some demos to check out, and I managed to today <laughs> get to it. And nice. Nice. there was also uh, an indie horror showcase overnight but we're not gonna go through because honestly there' were so many games and as much as I enjoyed it for the most part like trying to like differentiate all of them would be tricky uh but I did play a demo that was it was released alongside that as well um it was almost two hours long too that that presentation. yeah it was yeah pretty much 90 really cool. minutes I think which was which was great like we talked about it before the show but there are so many digital showcases for like many facets of gaming. I'm just fucking chuffed to see a horror one, especially like indie horror, yeah. since obviously it's not, I don't think it's a unique opinion to have, but indie games kept horror alive when triple A's didn't give a shit about it. So it's always good to see the the lifeblood of that genre pumping strongly. Uh, obviously yeah. also um, partly orchestrated by Horror Visuals, which is an amazing Twitter account that basically spotlights all these indie horror games like every other week, which is awesome. So it was just yeah. a great showcase to get together. If you're interested in horror games, I definitely recommend. I think there's a Steam portal for it. You can go peruse that.
1: It's um a shout out to um Chris Yablou as well. The yeah, of, I saw uh, that. Yeah, because I I'd seen him working on this game. So yeah, the creator of um uh, Dungeon Keeper was it? No, Dungeon, Dungeon League. Dungeon League, yes, a game that we are pretty fond of here uh, in our, our our circle of friends as well. Um, from playing it a few, uh, quite a few years in a row at Pax. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's his new game, Pixel, uh, which I'd seen him work on. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I, I saw that trailer pop up. I'm like, I know that game.
0: Yeah. Like, um, basically how it went was I woke up and I was scrolling Twitter before I started watching it and I saw his tweet and I'm like, oh, that's rad. And then I started watching the, the horror showcase and I got to that point. And I'm like, oh shit. That's-, <laughs> that's, yeah. Chris is neat. Um, yeah. Cool shit. Yeah, what there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there. A lot of games that I was like, of course I want to play that, because it just I miss Silent Hill. But mm-hmm. um other stuff it's just like even like stuff that came out today, like I really want to get to World of Horror, but it's just not a good time.
1: <laughs> I like, oh, did that like full release. I think it's it? out
0: now, yeah. I think it's in full uh, release. It wasn't early access, but I think now it's like fully out because there are reviews out for it and everything. I think it's on consoles as well. That's the uh, Junji Ito
1: inspired yeah. like yeah. Yeah.
0: Apparently if you play it on PC, I was reading people speaking about it online. It actually has things built in that it does if you like alt tab out of a game. So when you come back to it it has like things that it can do to you, I'm like, oh, I can't want to play the game so bad. Oh. I don't have time. I don't have time for it because there's too much other stuff out at the moment. So I'll try to get to that I would have made it my Halloween game, but Alan Wake 2 delayed into that little little sweet spot, like just before yep. Halloween and it just became my default one. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of really good stuff and if you like horror, I recommend yeah, heading to that Steam portal. And just giving it a bit of a look, but um, I might run through some demos real quick, because again, they're like, not going to be massive talking points because they were like most of them like half an hour to an hour long. Um, so with from the Steam Neckfest, Fest, Next Fest, I'll just run through the demos I played from that. I checked out another Crab's Treasure from Agro Crab. Nice. I checked out. Uh, I hope I pronounce it right. Laika Laker, and Aged Through Blood. Um, Enshrouded mm-hmm. and The Last Faith were the four demos I checked out from that. Nice. And from a horror showcase, I checked out One Thousand X Resist, which is a new game actually being published by Travelers Travelers Fellow, Traveler, the Australian. Oh, Fellow, fellow Traveler. Traveler. Yeah, yeah, Fellow yeah. Traveler. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So, yeah. So, nice. um, we'll start from one I played first, which was it was another Crab's Treasure because obviously Aggro Crab. Great devs. Um, um, great and their dev. pitch of this I- game is just fun, right? So it's like, what if we made a Dark Souls game where you were a crab, a hermit crab, and you had to swap your shell out as which was your
1: acts as your shield. <laughs> the, the the best that's what I love about um, Agro Crab is that like they they seem to just they start with like a like a really fun concept and just work from there because yeah. going under has the same thing as like what if we made it like a roguelike but it was about like really nefarious startup tech? And like the levels where you're going deeper into this sort of like failing startup that is uh like pretty nefarious and dealing with some pretty nasty shit. Yeah. Um it's it's fun. I, I really enjoyed going under. So I'm excited to play um Another Crab's treasure.
0: Yeah, well you pretty much nailed the hip and nail on the head with this one as well. It follows like they definitely it feels like they started with this fun idea and they were like, we'll build a game around that now. Um <laughs> But yeah, so as I mentioned, the game is essentially the best. The best comparison is Think Think Soulsborn, you know, except you play as a little hermit crab, uh, and you have to arm yourself with shell with shells to basically act as your shield that you can block with. But they all have set durabilities, so they will break, forcing you to sort of mix it up and 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 pick up different you know shell or you know shell-like stuff. So, for example, most of my time was spent in a, an empty, like, tin can as a, as yep. a shell. But there's, other, yep. yeah, there's, like, bottle caps and, like, little shot glasses and stuff. And they all have little abilities they can do as well, which is neat. Do they affect, like, your, like,
1: uh, they, like they dexterity have, or something? Like, they have
0: classifications. Like, there's, like, light. And I was using light and medium ones. I assume they will be heavies as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, they definitely have their own little stats going on. And, and again, like I said, they've got set durability. So like a a a um a tin can has more defense than a shot glass, obviously. Yeah. Um, and they all have their own unique abilities. Like I had one, I think it was the, the um, tin can, like like let you like blow a stream of bubbles out in front of you, which was neat. And I think one of them was like, literally it existed just to sort of like shatter the glass in their face and then you get out of there. But
1: That's of course that I'll leaves say. you
0: completely defenseless as well. So yeah, it's one of those things where it's a fun idea. They've got, again, gameplay very similar to Soulsborne. Like you lock yep. on enemies, just like your heavy, light, your light-heavy attacks. Um, you can jump around. There is some light platforming, and you do get a, a fishing hook, which you can sort of use as a grappling hook onto certain oh, surfaces nice. and stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely very Soulsborne in nature. So if that's not your thing, maybe in trouble. But um, I would definitely go give the trailer a watch because. I know it could be fun like it's it's always fun seeing other developers take on Soulsborne staples like bonfires and yeah. their equivalent of like the weird NPCs you run into and the bosses and all that and obviously having played a lot of Soulsborne like going through this, this demo I was like oh yep yep and that's checked off the box and that's checked off the list and that's off the list we're just running down the list of Soulsborne stuff and but it, not in an annoying way it was just sort of fun in this again I don't know how a full it's- version will go but I'm I'm keeping an eye on it based on the demo.
1: It, it, it seems to me that, like, the the more risks and the more weirder that you go with that formula, the, like, the, I guess the more chance you are to go to find at least a very niche market, Um, because, I mean, like, Lies of P, I, I played, like, 20 minutes of it. I won't bring it up much, but I played, like, 20 minutes of it on my backbone, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is Bloodborne. Like, this is, this is Bloodborne, but it's got a really cool style to it, and, like, the fucking cool, like mechanical Pinocchio arm is sick. Like, which it reminds me of, like Devil May sec- Cry. cry. Like very Sekiro
0: as well. Actually,
1: yeah, you're right. It's very Sekiro. Like it's, um, it, it's it's really cool. Like, but it has like this thing where it's just like, what if we made a Soulsborne game about Pinocchio? And it's like, fuck yeah, why why not? Like that sounds I, amazing.
0: Without giving stuff away, like I've watched the um, the ending stinger, and they are not stopping at Pinocchio Souls potentially it really if, yeah it's i would recommend giving it to google if you get a chance i think um i think andy from kind of funny tweeted it out oh right i think that's where i saw it but i was just like oh my god of course um but yeah, yeah okay I, actually you know what since we since we're talking soulsborne with um with this game here i'll keep it running because i i mentioned i tried the last faith demo and i loved it but it it's a, it's a very specific crossover right last faith last faith is literally it's like hey you like bloodborne right what if we took bloodborne made it like pixelated sprite art right 2d right yep metroidvania
1: (laughs) Uh, okay that's literally
0: it's that is that is what it is it's like just imagine bloodborne but it was on a 2d plane and you've got and some metroidvania map system with like shortcuts and elevators and but it still has like the bonfire system where you can zip around when you tag a bonfire, and enemies kick your ass, and you've got a gun, you've got a sidearm which uses like your focus meter, your MP to shoot shots. You can switch between two weapons. You've got little healing blood vial things, and like it's just it's just two D Bloodborne, and I don't have much to say about it except for I loved it.
1: Yep. I'm like, look, hey, you just giving me that rundown. I hadn't really heard about this. You just give me that selling like that elevator pitch for it. i mean, in. It like is. I'm, not, a, it is. <laughs> I'm in. People always like,
0: man. I would love for From Software to have a run at Castlevania. Well, this is what this this game feels like. What would happen if like the Castlevania guys had a run at Bloodborne? <laughs> like that's exactly what Fuck. it feels
1: like. Oh, that's oh okay, 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 okay. I'm it's gonna even got
0: like the minimalistic ambient soundtrack. It's got the NPCs that just have dialogue. It's, yeah. You pick up souls, like you have a leveling system. Yeah, it's just it is just like two D Bloodborne.
1: <laughs> yep, that's All also right. a
0: Metroidvania. Which, in a weird way, like, it's a whole different discussion. You could argue that Bloodborne is sort of a Metroidvania.
1: You know, I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say that. I think it it is that you are sort of like progressing through to sort of like find more about the story, obviously, but like you are also like sneaking back around and-, and
0: finding shortcuts back to. Yeah, my favorite thing in any From Software game is when it happens when you like pull a lever open a gate and you take a step and you're like, oh shit. You're I would like, say like two oh. hours ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's that gate I tried to open. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's what's on the other side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very satisfying feeling. But yeah, like I reckon, Joel, if you look up a trail of this game, when we're done recording, you'll immediately, even without playing it, you, you'll understand the pitch, but having played it, it actually feels pretty good. Uh, okay. It It's, again, yeah, it's hard to say from a demo how hard it will be, but um, it felt a good level of difficulty. I managed to find, I, you can pick from like a, a brawler and a stargazer class at the start. I picked a brawler because I'm like, if it's a demo, I want to I wanna be able to hit things because I'm too scared to use anything magic related in a demo that can be safe for the full version. Yeah. Uh, so I started with a, like a short sword, but I managed to find like an axe and I found like a big two-handed sword that was slower, but more, did more damage. Yeah. Again, it's just, it is just Bloodborne Castlevania and I'm, and I'm kind of here for it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that sounds sick. That sounds real good.
0: And I guess, again, it's it's sort of in the wheelhouse, I guess. I also checked out the demo for Enshrouded, which is basically, think think you wanted to imagine the next Valheim is what I could probably pitch this game as. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a, one of those sort of crafting survival games.
1: Oh, I did hear about this one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's in, again, the demo is out. I think you can play it like for seven hours or something total, but, um, the demo is out for that. So I was like, look, I love Valheim. Uh, I fucking really love Valheim. So I better, I better give it and shroud it a look. Uh, and immediately it really does, again, feel like another one of those Soulsborne sort of games, but with building and crafting built into it. Um, I didn't play much because I got about 20 minutes and I'm like, this seems cool, but I, I kind of just want to play Valheim now. (laughs) right okay and, and i don't have time for that and I, I think a lot of that does come down to again valheim's got a very specific atmosphere yeah and like feel if it's like lo-fi visuals that i fucking love i don't care what anyone says he's like i wish the game looked nice i'm like what are you you're kidding it's fucking beautiful like i fucking yeah, love how that is. game looks and plays and sounds so it's stunning
1: yeah. It also it also has a source material that you're probably more yeah interested in then. as well. So like it's yeah that that's got, Viking, it's got a couple of things going for it. The Viking
0: it. theming is sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty sick.
0: Yeah. So if again, if, if you like the sound of a new crafting survival sandbox game, then uh, definitely definitely give In Shrouded a look, or at least look up a trailer. But I know a lot of YouTubers have been talking about it recently, so it's it's definitely. I think the problem is Valheim is taking a bit too long between its big content drops, so it's opened up a spot in the market for this game to sort of nestle in and find a spot. Yeah. Because, again, as much as I love Valheim, it's we're looking at, like, a year between big additions. I know, for a small team. So, again, I'm not going to ever rush a developer, but also I'm always hungry for more Valheim, so... <laughs>
1: Of course, yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
0: Having that gap has made a space for Enshrouded, I think, to sort of maybe like nestle in and, and try to steal some audience. But yeah, it was interesting and fun. But overall, I just wanted to go back to Valheim, which I again just don't have time for right now because I'm at a my group is at a point in Valheim where we've got a big fight to get ready for, so it's a lot of prep time. So you really yeah. need to I need to have time set aside for farming and cooking and scouting and stuff, and we just don't have that right now. So that's yeah. keeping me my foot out of that game. Uh, so last up from the Steam Next Fest Next portion, I guess, was Laika. Aged Through Blood. Now, this game, I I couldn't put my finger on it, but I think I did see it somewhere. I can't remember where, but. It, I don't know, something about the trailer caught my eye, and I read the Steam description, and they referred to it as a uh, a Motor Vania. I was like, okay. Oh, um. yeah. So basically, you play as a... Oh, I think you're a... Are you a coyote? We should find out.
1: <laughs> you sent me this trailer, and like I know I said before I, I was in on um that like Bloodborne Metroidvania, but fuck me. The, oh, boy. This got me. This one got me good.
0: Yeah, so you play as um you play as a little coyote fox-like creature. I, I don't know. Can't find any information, but essentially the pitch for this is as as I said, yeah, sort of Metroidvania-esque, but also think like Trials where like Fuck it's yes. a, a lot of it does come down to handling your bike. So like there'll be like bumps in the road you've sort of got to lift up your front wheel to get over it. Um you have, some, I, I played enough into the demo to get to some light combat, where you get a gun. So they sort of, they usually went to it by being like, yeah, so this is how you drive your bike, you know. You, um, if you get to a, 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 pl- a little peak, you gotta lift up your wheel to get over it. If you want to swap tracks, like, to go up a layer, you've got to, like, I think it's, le- like, tilt up or down for your front or back wheel. Like, up to go up and back to go down. Uh, then I started throwing enemies at me, and I'm like, cool, when there are enemies, they'll shoot at you. Um... You can, if you like, I think it's like B. I played with the Xbox controller. I think it was the B button. If you press the B button when their bullets hit you, you can deflect them back at them. Um, but then you need to do a backflip to refill that ability. So you can only deflect one bullet before you go to a backflip to do it again. Uh, I was like, okay, that's cool. That's neat. And then I got a gun. I was like, okay. <laughs> so with the gun, you aim with one of the triggers i think it's the left trigger and it it's like a bullet time-esque mode for it You basically you get you get a little circle meter and it's divided in half which i'm there will probably be more guns that'll have more segments but for this one it's like a two-shot weapon and yeah when once you hold down the trigger you into bullet time and that's that half of the circle starts to like disappear so as long as you've got space there you're in bullet time to like aim your shot and pull it off um so you get two shots of that and then you have to do a front flip to reload your gun. And that's kind of that's the, the gist of it, really. The game is fun as hell to play. It, it did feel tough as nails. Like there were there are checkpoints that you've gotta make sure you hit. But when when you die, you quickly respawn back there. So it never feels too punishing. Um falling off your bike is death, obviously. Yep. Uh Really good soundtrack, really cool visual style. It's like a Western sort of post-apocalypse sort of setting. You all play as like various, you like live in this little mixed animal camp and you're at war with these, but it's it's actually one thing I will say, surprisingly graphic. I was kind of shocked at how graphic it was.
1: I was like, whoa, I was not prepared for that. You sent me this trailer and I was like, this is fucking awesome. But yeah, oh boy, it's, um, it's pretty full on. Like yeah. it the, is actually the bullet time thing that d- reminds me a little bit of like my friend, Pedro. Um, cause I played a little bit of that and yep. that, that's a similar sort of thing where you would enter bullet time. So you could sort of more freely aim as you're doing that sort of thing and flip around and do sick tricks and stuff. Yeah. So yeah.
0: that's probably close to it, but, um, again, I haven't played my friend Pedro, but it feels really essential to be on top of it in this one. Cause that was all good and well. Then I entered into an encounter that had four enemies so that became a very dicey affair of like pulling off my two shots really quickly, pulling off a front flip, landing, spinning my bike around, getting another jump going, and taking out the last two guys and I felt a bit of like a bit of a badass when I pulled it off, but it also did take like ten attempts to get it right so
1: I think it'd be one of those things that like once you got more familiar with the controls and once you once you got more familiar with like the the main gameplay hook, you'd probably. Yeah. Start to and then that's probably when they start introducing more mechanics and layers to it, maybe. But yeah, definitely. Um, even if they don't, I feel like this is still like it would be a solid thing because it seems like the narrative is kind of fun, uh, like not well, fun, but like interesting and uh, and worth like seeing through as well. So incredible
0: yeah. soundtrack. Um, yeah, soundtrack. There's a really after I did the opening mission, there was a gorgeous like vocal track that played, and I was like, oh, the soundtrack's really good. Like <laughs> my god, and it's it has that. It clearly knows that as well because it's baked into the gameplay where you can collect tapes. And then you can nice. you can basically one of the gameplay hooks is like there's a character who really liked music. So they've like left tape players all across the world and you've got to shoot the tape players to get the tape out of it. And then when you get it, you can play it at any point from your menu. But yeah, like you're collecting like materials for crafting. So obviously there'll be like an upgrade system. And yeah, definitely I got a new weapon blueprint and all that sort of stuff. So it, like there definitely is going to be an upgrade system. But um, even initially as a hook, like that demo, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough for a full game, but the demo was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I I, I want to try and make some time to set aside to um, check this demo out because, um yeah, it looks really good. Well, the, <laughs>
0: the game came out yesterday on Steam. So, well, maybe today, actually. So, it's out on Steam now and it's coming to consoles at some point in the future.
1: Okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll probably just pull the trigger on it, pun intended, when it comes to consoles because... <laughs> yeah like this seems like my shit um, I, I think
0: you would enjoy it um like i said i don't know how much harder it gets there are a couple of encounters that took a few runs but because of a quick respawn i never really got annoyed at it
1: that's the but key it, for these really, types of games
0: yeah it's really important to like really nail that sweet spot and i think they did a great job in this one and again like i loved in the steam description that they referred to it as a Motovania.
1: Oh, it's so good so i was like I, so good
0: yeah like you're it's just a, you're on a dirt bike and it's a metroidvania game motovania works really well
1: like yeah trials metroidvania like is something i didn't know that i needed so desperately in my life and now i know that it exists it's all i want so last up was another demo i played which
0: was from the indie horror showcase which was one of 1000X Resist or 1000 Cross Resist. I can't really remember how it was pronounced, but the name is literally 1000X Resist with no spaces. So I don't know. Let's okay. It out. Uh, so this game is actually a sort of, it's, I would say it's a narrative adventure game. A lot of um, okay. walking around, a lot of dialogue, trees and all that sort of stuff, but just of a really compelling atmosphere. So the actual there's a, a list of um, inspirations this game has. And one of them, I obviously would, we both know very intimately, but the inspirations are listed as Yoko obviously. Lovely. Um, the animes of Satoshi Kon, uh, Perfect Blue, and Naka Yamada, A Silent Voice, and even the theatre, Robert Wilson, Einstein on the Beach are all sort of listed as inspirations for this game. actually um, this, this article here from Bleeding Cool even boils it down even closer, even easier. Think like Kentucky Route Zero Cross Evangelion is essentially Right. Yeah. So okay. again it's this is this demo is about an hour long that I played. And it's really hard to You, you I would recommend checking out the trailer if any of any of those inspirations or like that little slice enticed you because the demo itself is interesting, but it is it is like very much focused on the narrative and the dialogue and the and the talking so if that's not your thing you may not like it but there's something about the atmosphere of this game that has me intrigued and where the demo sort of leaves off is a, a, a perfect drop-off point as well um i think this was one of the very first ones that showed up in the horror showcase so like i was like laying in bed it was like i want to say 7 30 or 7 a.m when i started watching this because like it was at 4 a.m i'm, like, I'm not getting up at 4 a.m fuck <laughs> but i'll be i will yeah. be awake at 7 a.m so i'll start it then so I'm just like bleary eyed, just being like, "All right, let's let's watch some, I guess, some horror games at seven in the morning." Lovely. <laughs> and hey, this one came up come up first, and the trailer is very interesting, which is what immediately got my attention. I recommend checking out the trailer. And then yeah, the demo itself pretty good. It's all set inside a uh, high school initially, and the the unique mechanic is essentially okay. Where's the synopsis? The synopsis is, is a lot to deal with. So it's set in the near future. Humans aren't alone. There's another another race of giant entities called the occupants that came to earth uh they bought a disease that basically killed everyone
1: <laughs> okay
0: yeah and so now there's one survivor whose name is iris and it's a thousand years after that and she's basically raised an army of a, a group of, of clones of just her and okay they've all got assigned duties and all that and they call her the your mother and yeah so that's that's sort of like the setting and this The interesting mechanic is you can go back and forth in time, so like a lot of the gameplay demo is you need to go track down a particular character, Um, and they're like, oh you need to go regain your memories of me. So to do that you've got to go around the school and find them, but a lot of the locations she's in you can't get to in your timeline, so you have to sort of go near them and then shift into the other one to walk through or past a barricade and then shift back. It's again, it's nothing too complicated, but for the gameplay and the atmosphere of this game, I was like, okay, I'm I'm interested in this. I'm keeping an eye on this. It's got a certain vibe that I'm intrigued by. But as I I did say, I'm a very easy mark for a lot of these sort of games, <laughs> so it's not it's really not a stretch to imagine that, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair.
0: That sounds cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It is very interesting. Um, I don't know, because the the thing that really struck me was I, based on what I played, was not what I expected after the trailer. But also, okay. it makes sense. Like when I, right. where I was like, oh, yeah, no, um, hyper-cinematic narrative adventure. And then I read the inspirations. I'm like, yeah, okay. I can see where they're, where they're going with this now. Yeah, um, And yeah, it's also, so the game's also got a full voiceover cast of uh, Asian Canadian actors as well.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: It's very yeah, interesting. It's dope. Yeah, it's really dope. Um, I did have one more demo that I haven't gotten to yet. And that is the which is essentially like, I think it's like period persona, essentially.
1: Yeah. I did see this pop up. I've got it
0: downloaded, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So maybe I'll try to play it before next week's episode.
1: Yeah. Lovely. Um, Well, I mean, I, I haven't played a whole lot. I was sort of catching up on some other stuff and I've just sort of basically, let's face it. I've been killing time until today when Super Mario wonder and Spider-Man two came out pretty much. (laughs) So, um, I actually dove back into cyberpunk this week. Um, not too much. I still haven't played past probably the furthest I got originally. I'm still in that opening sort of like prelude section. Oh, so really? I haven't hit, oh, okay. I haven't hit the, I haven't hit the title card yet. Yeah. Um, so I haven't done that RSA commission. Um, I'm about to go do it. Like I was having the meeting with, um, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. In but my the, in my opinion, cyberpunk doesn't start until you get
0: Johnny Silverhand.
1: I mean, yeah, like it's uh, it was I I was just playing it out of like a morbid curiosity uh, and because I heard a lot of people have been like, oh, this game fucking slaps now. Um, and I mean, in the little bit that I have, like I I chose a different um origin story this time. I like the last two times I would started. This is the third time I've started this game. Um, but the last two times I I had started, it, I went um nomad. Um, this time around, I went street kid. Um, Street Kid, in terms of like, I guess Jackie and and V's relationship made a lot more sense. Um, but I I do think that like the other ones, I, I mean, I haven't done the Corpo one, but like I, I do see. I like, love
0: Corpo one. If, yeah, I've heard it's
1: good. The Corpo one, my only grudge is I they take away all
0: my cool Corpo things. I was like really keen to keep, yeah. like the, the stock market tracking and all this unnecessary bullshit in my UI. I'm like, no, no, let me keep the clutter. I'm going to commit yeah. to
1: this stupidity. Yeah. Yeah, I want the, I want this I want this crap Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, uh, with uh, Phantom Liberty released like three or four weeks ago, now two or three weeks ago, pretty now, recent.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not it, that long ago.
1: Yeah. Um, so it came out, and alongside it, the the base game, got the two update, which sort of overhauled a lot of stuff. And they'd already done a whole bunch of overhauling in like the one point five update that came out about a year ago when edge runners came out
0: and that's when i jumped back in and it was very it was very good then so i hear 2.0 is even better
1: yeah like i mean i i I had a i had a a very brief tool around with it back back then um uh, but yeah basically just like it's simplified like not simplified i I, I guess that makes it sound like it's a negative thing but like it boils down a lot of things and makes it a little less complex and a little less streamlined streamlined is good yeah it streamline's so, a lot of
0: stuff. I won't ever hear streamline as a bad thing. Streamline is usually good because it's just like, especially in a game like Cyberpunk, just cutting out unnecessary fluff. I know, like the best thing I saw was they took stats off your clothing. Thank
1: God. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, clothing's just clothing now, and you have good. like a wardrobe that you can set. You can set like a, a I guess, a loadout, like an outfit, the like different outfits as well the, that you can switch between.
0: The amount of times I looked incredibly stupid because I needed for stats. I'm like, I just want to look like yep. a cool cyberpunk character. They're like, "Well, no, this is what you're wearing." I'm like, "All right, well, good thing there's no th- there's no third person because I hate how I look."
1: Exactly. Um, the driving feels a little bit better now as well. Um, I did sort of like very, very, very like rudimental- rudimentarily uh, muck around with um, the like the police system as well. Like I did sort of, it, it works much like GTA now, basically. Like, it's like you run someone over in a cop season and it's like, Oi, fucking stop. And then you get like a one star sort of thing. And the, the police scanner starts and it's just like, Oh, we've got a, 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 you know, incident happen over, over in front of like such and such night city. And they start chasing you. And, um, yeah. So that's, that, that, that's like, again, a lot more streamlined, a lot more familiar, I guess as well. So it doesn't, I, the best part about cyberpunk for me is the fact that how hard it commits to its world in terms of, like, you know, we're going out killing gonks and, you know, like, all that kind of, like, the lingo and the the, 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 the vibe of it in that sense is what I love so much about it. Um, it's very, like, what people thought the future would be like in the 1980s. And it's that's so what funny. I mean. I fucking love that shit. Like it's so good. Just everything is neon, and like everything is just got everything has unnecessary lights on it. And I love that shit. Like it's so good. Like Um, the
0: entire city just soaked in obnoxious advertising.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so good. Like and and all the shows that are playing as well, like the radio DJs. It's I love the vibe of it, and that's what that's what makes me. Me happy when i'm playing when, See, when i was playing cyberpunk
0: and that's the thing right like when it launched it had the vibe but it didn't have the gameplay and again exactly. when, when i came back for 1.5 it felt like it was a lot better and i hear 2.0 is a lot better even again and what i what the best part is is like that it's free if you still yeah. own cyberpunk you can pop your disc in and do the 2.0 patch you don't need to pay for phantom liberty to get access to that stuff which is great um, nope. and, it, it, and is bitters- can- it is bittersweet to know that it is also like the end of this support for this game, though. And we're like moving straight into Cyberpunk Two next. I'm like, oh, all right, just make uh, sure yeah. you take your time with it this time, all right? I think you've learned your lesson, but just in case, I'm, take I'm as long as you need.
1: Fucking look, you've done well with Red Engine. Maybe, maybe got Unreal Five. Like, just saying. See, I don't like, know how
0: I, feel, I don't know how I feel about that.
1: It's, Red Engine is very good. I, I think in terms of like the proprietary engines that are out there, I think the only other one that really pops up in my mind uh, quite frequently is um uh, the um, RE engine. Like our, our engine is insane. I just get it's sad as
0: as more and more things like fold into
1: Unreal. It just sort of makes me a bit sad. That's fair. I mean, but I mean, there's a reason why it, it works. No. Um, but yeah, RE Engine is like the, the exception to the rule because that thing is so goddamn versatile. Yeah, <laughs> like, RE Engine is ridiculous. It's, it's nuts how good that engine is. Um, and Red Engine does its best, and I think they're still fine tuning it and things like that, especially with the new console generation that they're probably tooling around with. Um, but yeah, like again, back to like the streamlining of things, like uh, like your cybernetics and stuff are, are all, it's like here's a bar on the side of the screen. And it like tells you this as well. It has like tool tips that's just like, okay, this is your cybernetics. This is your your maximum load right now. It's pretty low at the moment. You can increase that with stats and items and things throughout the game. But at the moment, it sit it sits here. This is how much cybernetic energy, like cybernetic power you're using. So you've got a limit of how much stuff you can equip. It's basically like an overencumberment sort yeah. of system. You can't like overload yourself. Um I feel like that would be, like, a cool feature maybe down the track where you could overload yourself and, like, have to deal with, like, cyber, cy- I'm cyber sure were, psychosis I'm shit. sure there like, are mods for it. Yeah, like, that'd be really cool just out the gate, just be like, I am a full fucking, like, Chrome junkie. Like, shove everything in me and I'll deal with the consequences later. Um, go full edge runners on it. Um, it's
0: expensive, Joel. You've got to have money to do that.
1: That's fine. Yeah, but once I, once I get the once I get the Chrome, then the Eddies come in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fun to sort of, like, tool around with this game again. And, and um, it is, like, there's some some genuinely great character moments in that, even in that opening se- like segments of that game. Um, like, doing the... This time around, I think, like, when I got to the, the Flathead mission, I was just like, I'm just going through the front door. Like, I just walked up and I'm like, let me in. They're like, fuck you. And I was like, no, fuck you. Let me in. We're here to see this person. They're like, "All right, come in," and then it's just like have like that tense standoff with like the t- the second in charge, and then like the main guy comes out. And you pull a gun on him, and it's just like the options are like talk about it, or whatever, and it's just like pull the trigger. I'm just like, "Fuck you!" Let's kick this shit off. And then start quick hacking everyone and like setting up like shutting their eyes, like their their vision off, and then like overloading one of them so they take damage. Um, I love that shit. Like it's really cool. The quick hack system is, I think, such a great way to sort of encapsulate that feeling that you want to have when you're playing something like a, a game set in a cyberpunk universe. Because um, it's so simple, it's quick. It makes you feel powerful, but not too powerful at the start of the game. Um, yeah, it's really neat. So I, I look. The the last couple of generations have had so many great redemption arcs. Um, this one's a little bit more like shrouded in, like some controversy as well. I think, um, but you have like this, something like this, and No Man's Sky, which I, is far and beyond like the best like underdog tale no- in video games. I think <laughs>
0: No Man's Sky is the redemption tale. Like everyone else, everyone who who like embarks upon that journey is just like you're like No Man's Sky, which it's weird, like. I don't always feel good saying that, because yeah. I, I don't like being like, you're like No Man's Sky, you know? And that's that's that indie game that released, and it disappointed everyone. But, like, honestly, they were a small team, and they were doing mm-hmm. the best they could, and they were getting pumped up by Sony's marketing. And then it came out, and everyone's just like, well, this isn't the game we thought it was going to be. And then maybe Sean Murray overpromised a little bit, and so on and so forth. But then that game rebuilt itself, and yeah, Cyberpunk's on the road to, well, I guess... We have to say it's done now. This this is the best it does because again they're on to the next cyberpunk project now, and they're doing another Witcher. So like, who knows which one's going to be first? Um, yeah,
1: i i, w- I would re- I would really like to see them take another run at cyberpunk. Um, I mean, they are
0: going to. But it's just like
1: but, I mean, I, I I would like. I'm I'm excited to see them take another run. at it. I guess probably a better way of putting it. Um, but yeah, I think now they've learned a lot, and, and I, I would be keen at some point to maybe play through this because I hear the stories really. Good. The story is hear, good. I hear Phantom Liberty is excellent. Well we've got to Phantom Liberty is standalone, isn't it? So you can just play it is. It takes part it takes place like just before the end of the first game. So or the original game, the base game. So you can like do that and if you do say you're playing the game and then you do the Phantom Liberty expansion and you come back and finish the game, there is another ending you can unlock because of it. There's um that I guess is related um the setup of phantom liberty is pretty fucking cool though it's just like literally the president's plane has been like like hijacked and crashed in dogtown this other area that's out just outside of night city and you have to go in and um a- and figure out what's going on there and it-, it has like the most amazing like needle drop sort of like title like smash cut credit uh like, sequence at the start where it's like you play through a little bit, you play through the game, and then this plane just like crashes out of the sky in the grave. It's like, all right, let's go fuck and find out what happens. And it's like, cyberpunk, like, smash cut. Literally,
0: um, only coming back for more
1: Johnny Silverhand. I, I mean, yeah, I, I hate you got Idris Elba this time around. Uh,
0: he's great, but like, Johnny Silverhand, man.
1: And I hear Idris Albert's really good in like, this as well. Johnny
0: Silverhand is an unhinged character, but fuck if I won't listen to every word he says. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of those characters sometimes where you're just like... There's, mm, there is
0: there's a flashback mission where you play as Johnny Silverhand, and it is so much fun. It Holy shit, it's Holy shit, it's so much. Even even in, like, broken Cyberpunk, like, that mission was still so much fun.
1: It was great, because you start His off... His gun you,
0: is sick.
1: Oh, so good. And then, like, it's you're on stage... Like at at one of his shows as well. And you're like, you are like living as Johnny Silverhand. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Phantom Liberty apparently is like, like, uh, like Cold War-y, like cyber spy thriller. And I'm like, that sounds great. That sounds really good. And I think on a sale, I might pick it up because I, I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and apparently Dogtown's a really cool area to explore as well. And it's sort of connected to Night City, so you can travel between those areas, which is pretty neat.
0: Yeah, um, I really want to get back to it. I would love to check out the DLC, but again, there's just there's literally so much out right now. Like, yeah, and I can't even say I'll check it out in January because I've already got stuff I want to book in for that ahead of next year's games. So maybe one day down the line.
1: I'm like, oh, maybe over Christmas, and then I was like, no, I've already told myself I'm probably gonna play Baldur's Gate, like some of Baldur's Gate three over Christmas. Baldur's I'm like, Gate. I might
0: Baldur's Gate, <laughs>
1: yeah, I might get halfway through Act One in that time, so like that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, outside of Cyberpunk, I haven't really, uh, haven't really played a whole lot. Um, I've just sort of been watching stuff and also like trying to beat the last part of this horrible flu that I've had for like four and a half weeks running now so yeah that's been my that's been my adventures at the moment and then i'll hopefully have a little bit more to say about current things next week so
0: well again two big games come out and we haven't had a chance to play them yet so that'll probably be the bulk of next week's discussion
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah we'll we'll get to them it's just time is limited and (laughs) we're recording on the day they come out so Mm -hmm. uh, it happens yep um, but yep. if that's all you've got, Joel, I'm going to take us into a cheeky little bonus round.
1: Bonus round.
0: So our bonus round is, of course, our whatever the hell we want it to be segment, uh, and much like our quest log, it's going to be a mixed little bag of little short headlines that we didn't really, some of them we didn't touch on last week because we did the PAX episode, but I think they're still pretty relevant, or at least, like, relevant to us. Yeah. Um, so I'll, t- I'll start off with one of them, which isn't really relevant to us, funnily enough. Uh, but it, I guess it bears discussion, and that is Sony finally announced their new PS5 models. Yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah. Again, old news now, but we'll still brush upon it very quickly. New PS5 models, essentially replacing the current ones in the future. Um, the idea here is they'll have is you'll be able to buy the digital only one still, but ha- you'll have the option to attach a disk drive but also the digital-only one's going to cost a little bit more as well. So you yeah. may as well just buy the disc edition anyway, as per usual, like, rather yeah. than buying the digital one and then in six months being like, all right, time to pay another 130 or something for the attachment.
1: Just buy the disc one. Just do it. It's fascinating because, like, I I don't... At first when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's got, like, a detachable G drive. That's a, That's a neat little piece of, like, kit right there. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like... Who is this for? Like, what is this? Uh, w- what function does this serve, really? When it comes down to it, apart from making people buy it, like a secondary purchase that they probably don't need to do. Um, yeah, I was just like, I- I've been mulling it over in my head. Every time I see it pop up, I'm like, oh, it looks neat. Like it's and it's like significantly smaller as well than the base PS5. Um, I think it's probably worth noting as well. I think it's got, it, it's it quite a bit. It's a lot like smaller and it's quieter. compact. Like,
0: yeah. I saw so, the side by side and I was immediately just like, fuck, I wish I had that PS5.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I Look, I gotta say, I kind of like the fucking. No, it's design. a
0: behemoth and when I move it, it's the worst. Love it. Nah. It's, I
1: love it. It's
0: a fucking. It's, oh, I
1: hate it so much. It's too the big. The gaudy fucking obelisk that lives I have, in look, my lounge room actually is have, amazing.
0: I have no problem with its design. It is just. Unnecessarily massive. It I is love a, it. oh, it's a big boy. I love it. I love it so much. So, as a quick comparison, the current price for a digital PS5 in Australia is six hundred and forty-nine dollars. Mm-hmm. That's just pulling it from like a, a retailer online. Um, the new one, the new digital model, will cost six hundred and seventy-nine dollars, and the disc attachment is a hundred and sixty dollars. Yes. Whereas the, the one with that comes with the disc is a flat $799, flat $800. Honestly, just save yourself the purchase down the road and just just get the disc versions. <laughs> don't I just, I, don't I, buy the Sony's ridiculousness.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't, I just, I don't understand. Like, I, the only market that I can see for this is parents that don't know anything about, like, video game consoles buying a digital-only version at, like, Christmas time and then realising, oh, shit, games cost way more than if I could walk into Big W and pick them up or, or JB Hi-Fi. Um, so like, I'm going to shell out that extra 160 for my kid's birthday to whack that on. So I don't have to spend as much money down the track. Yeah. That's literally the only market that I can see for it at the moment. And I don't, yeah, I'm I'm a little baffled by it.
0: Yeah. If I'm being it, honest. Look, it's a weird choice. I mean, I, I get what they're going for, but once I saw the pricing, I was just like, no, I just, just buy the disc version. It is look. It is yeah. nice that you have the option if you want to to buy an attachment to put a disk drive on, but just for that cost, like just yeah, I would just hold off on your purchase for a couple more weeks and squ- squirrel away a bit more money and just buy the disc edition.
1: Yeah, I I would like, too. If you if you think that down the track you're going to get a disc edition, yeah, or disc just, just do attachment, just <laughs> just do it straight up. <laughs> it'll Don't cost you. A, it'll
0: up. cost you a bit more initially, but the other way will cost you more later like i don't know yeah
1: more ongoing cost as well yeah it's yeah yeah so that's
0: that's rolling out in mostly in america through like sony's website in november and it'll start hitting the rest of the world after that and it's again essentially going to replace the current ps5 model so the big boys are going the way of a dinosaur and you'll have these new slimmer models in their place yeah uh next up i've got another older story from last week that I don't know. It just feels relevant because I feel like we both enjoy Bayonetta. <laughs> um,
1: Fuck yeah, we do. It was
0: Hideki, Hideki Kamiya announced that he was leaving Platinum Games. Um, and he yeah. has since then started a YouTube channel and posted a video on there, which was, it's very funny.
1: <laughs> Isn't it it, it, it? it revolves around him blocking people, doesn't it?
0: No, no. So essentially it's just a video. It's just like, what, what, what are you going to do now? And it's sort of, it's him asking, just answering a bunch of, like, common questions, I guess, in the current situation. But a lot of them are like, um, like, when, like, what are you going to do now? He's like, well, I can't work in on a game for 12 months. It's like, okay, so that's a non-compete clause that he's got to, got to obey. Um, sounds like he, um, there was some splits from Platinum's vision and Kamiya's vision, which... I mean, I think we all felt it, like, was it a year ago where they announced, like, Babylon's Fall and then talking more about, like, games as a service projects and we were all like, platinum,
1: pull the... Don't uh, do it. Hit the brakes on that, man. Not the time. Just, like, fucking focus on your single-player, sick-ass, like, over-the-top action games. Like, yeah. There's a marker for that. People like that shit. But so. what,
0: what I love about the video is basically, it literally, it's pretty much starts with K- Kamiya being like, I'm over it. I'm so over it. I'm Hideki Kamiya, unemployed. Welcome to my channel. And oh, my God. He talks about all the stuff he's, like, he wants to do on his YouTube. He doesn't want to do anything sort of, like, games educational-related. So, not, not like, um, Sakurai's channel, which is great. Still, rec- yeah. like... One of the best things that came out of Sakurai post Smash Ultimate was his fucking awesome YouTube channel. Um, yeah, but Kamiya doesn't want to do anything like that. Uh, but he's just like, I don't know, tell me things I should do. He's like, he's just like, I've just been watching Netflix and YouTube and Disney Plus and all this other stuff. Um, but what my favorite part of the whole video is the very end, where he's just like, it cuts away and it cuts to like, I guess it's like Platinum's like parking, and he fucking comes out and like, in his fucking Lambo. <laughs> Oh and, my he's, God. and he's like right well i'm off to the
1: unemployment office <laughs> fucking that guy is just <laughs> he's a wild card i love him absolute wild card and i love it yeah it's so good um, all the best dude all the best to yeah absolutely here. uh i mean again I, I it's i
0: would say it's not impossible that he could he could come back and collaborate on a bayonetta but like it just sounds like he was drifting away from platinum and you know what? Maybe this will be... Let's get some weird Kamea stuff in the future. Like, people already tweeting at him, being like, hey, what's going on with um Project GG? Like, that other Platinum game? He's just like, I don't know, ask Platinum. Like, it's uh, like it's not my problem.
1: Ask Platinum, blocked. <laughs> Probably um, blocked. Yeah.
0: Probably blocked first and then ask Platinum.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I could almost see a scenario where... Down the track, he sort of maybe starts his own studio and maybe under the like funding of say a Microsoft because they really want to crack that Japanese market. And a, a, this could be a good way for them to get like one of the best in there to in their, in their um, stable to sort maybe. of start making some know. cool stuff for, exclusively for Xbox. But I feel I mean, I feel like that's
0: I don't know I feel like that, I mean maybe Kami would give that way I'm not sure I feel like he just loves making games
1: so that's true I yeah I think yeah I think you know in, a, in, in a, a dream world for for Xbox and Phil Spencer I think that be, would be a, a great fit um, but yeah I maybe maybe not for Camille's vision so
0: yeah well again yeah. like this this Eurogamer article that talks about the story reminds me that um, speaking of Microsoft and uh, owning. Japanese studios um obviously he has he has left the studio now but it's also been 12 months so Shinji Mikami a week ago tweeted out now that I've broken the spell of non-competition on myself I guess I should get to work yes Mikami (laughs) yeah
1: that's right who knows
0: maybe maybe in the future we'll get um Mikami and Kamiya together maybe we'll go back to back to Capcom Resident Evil again? I don't know. That'd be sweet.
1: No, nah, fuck it. Go work for your, um fucking Kojima Productions. Go like just have them. I don't know. I don't know if Kojima Productions can
0: like have Kojima and Kamiya. Like I don't. I don't see that. I want that.
1: I want that so badly. Maybe it's like a one-off crossover, but I don't know if a consistent thing would work. I want them both to develop similar games, and then have like they have a crossover that is built into the games. Like <laughs> I want that. Just to see them, like, go head-to-head quite literally. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we have time to find out. We've got 12 months and yeah. if you want, you can go subscribe to his YouTube channel where he literally says, like, I don't want to do anything that's useful to teach people about games. I just want to do useless stuff. So, <laughs> he, like, he literally talks about how he, um, about a meal that he cooked in the video and it's like, that's so good. And he talks about how many, uh, about, have a recipe specified a certain amount of potatoes. And he's like, but I really like potatoes. So he he didn't even, he did like too much. and Yeah. And it Just go give it a watch. It's pretty funny. And um, I, again, it's one of those ones where I'm like, and subscribe to your channel. Cause I want to see yeah. what comes out of you.
1: I kind of, I kind of wanted to do like fucking character tier lists. I could, I don't know why. <laughs> That's why I just see him sitting there doing like fucking character tier lists. And, and look, yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. That'd be great. I'm a sucker for those things. Why not? Why not? Yeah.
0: Easy content, honestly.
1: Exactly, yeah, it really is. He likes being divisive as well, so, like, you know, why not call some, true, some drama?
0: Uh, next up is just a, a story that I plucked out because I just finished replaying this game. I just finished replaying Alan Wake, and now he I is. find out there's a 20-minute uh, sequence in playable in Fortnite that will recap Alan Wake for you. Now, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm happy to have replayed Alan Wake, because I, I do like the game. But also it did serve as a reminder that, like, parts of it haven't aged very well. Mm-hmm. Some parts of it don't hold up too great. Um, mm-hmm. The concert and the farm is still so Bad. good. It's so Fucking good. Um, so good. But, like, as I was playing through it, I was just like, oh, man. Control's really, really good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm now doubly excited to see what they can take from Control and cram into Alan Wake 2. And make it yep. the best remedy game, but um yeah. So there's a playable recap of Alan Wake available at the moment in Fortnite. It goes for about 20 minutes. They also did upload like a three-minute video to YouTube to recap it. If you want to mm-hmm. make it even shorter, um otherwise you know Alan Wake's only about 10 hours long. You know why not just give it a play?
1: It's, yeah, I like if you crack the difficulty down and just like power through just to get the story beats again. But I mean, it's I don't know, like it's kind of interesting Don't, to see fortnite uh. i, I like, it is it is interesting to see fortnite uh, alan wakes probably not the one that well pops he's in into he's in fortnite mind. now so I, I mean but alan wakes probably not the one that pops into my mind that would go oh that would be a cool idea to use as like a previously on uh like platform essentially um but i do like the concept of that but using fortnite to sort of promote things uh upcoming games and things like that by giving people a way to maybe not just watch a, like a seven minute YouTube video which is good as well I watched the Spider-Man, Spider-Man one just before that Sony put out the like two and a half minute one um, and it's actually quite sweet and it it, it hits all the story beats where you're just like yep cool alright yep I remember all that that's that's where I need to be to start Spider-Man 2 and I'm sure that I'll play it at the start of the game as well Surely give me would. an option to do because um, God of War had one didn't it like it had a recap yeah, yeah, it gives you the option too as well. It's yeah, like, do you want to so watch I, this? And it's like,
0: yeah. I'm sure the Spider-Man two will have the option for it too.
1: Because this, yeah, it was an official like PlayStation like trailer mm. that they put out. So like, don't
0: get um, me wrong. Like, Alan Wake, if any game needs a a recap before you're going into the sequel, Alan Wake is definitely one of those games. Like, yes. as, as I was replaying it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about all of this stuff. Like <laughs> Jesus, but also yeah. just also reminding myself, I'm like. Uh, Yes, Sam, like, I also really love Twin Peaks.
1: (laughs) It's, it, I haven't even watched, I've watched like four episodes of Twin Peaks, and even I'm just like, when I played Alan Wake, I hadn't watched it, and I was just like, oh, this is fucking Twin Peaks, it's shit, like. It is literally, it's
0: like Twin Peaks, cross Sparland Hill, cross Stephen King, essentially.
1: You get to like a sleepy town, you get there, people are a little bit weird, and you go to a diner, like, it's like, okay. Like coffee f- I okay. Coffee
0: thermoses as a collectible, like everywhere. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, okay. All and right. We, we get it. S-
0: slight, not spoilers. It's been, it's been long enough. You know, dark, there's a dark room. Now the whole, whole, like how yeah. the Twin Peaks has got the, the lodge. Like, yeah, it's, and even, and I, again, because it's been so long since I played Alan Wake, I finished it. and I completely forgot and credit to Alan Wake here. The ending of Alan Wake, I was like, "Ah, oh, Twin Peaks did that when it came back for the return, which was after Alan Wake won. So that's one. That, I mean, I think I think you know Twin Peaks fans had assumed a certain thing was going to be like. Either way, I was like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, what? Sam Lake. I'm going to give you that one, yeah, because you you beat David Lynch that time. <laughs> you got to it yep. first, <laughs> yeah. But also, that Fair. reminded me that's going to be a, it's going to be an element in the next game. And I'm just now I'm really excited about Alan Wake two. But it, and if you want to be really excited, like about Alan Wake 2 like I am, but don't have 10 hours to play through the game. There you go. 20-minute recap in Fortnite or is it like a three-minute video on YouTube?
1: Even do- like it, even like the 20-minute the, the recap thing in, in Fortnite, like the barrier of entry is so low. Like you don't yeah. have to pay yeah, for know, Fortnite. Like it's, you can just go play that. Like, and if you don't have PlayStation Plus and tagged Alan Wake, or if you don't have the money to drop on the remaster, like just, it's there. You can go do that. That's kind of neat have like an interactive version of it to you to play yeah. through. So
0: just, we all have to accept at a certain point, we can't We, as much as we would love to not support Epic. It's unavoidable at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Tim. The- Tim I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. to, to lay off all those folks. And then also just keep chasing court cases against Google and Apple. And also <sighs> V bucks going up, but whatever, dude,
1: Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. That's a whole other kettle kettle of fish right there. That shit sucks. Um, Because they had the right, they had the fucking right idea um, because it worked on me to the point where Mm -hmm. I, like, I dropped money on it a couple of times. But you could earn enough if you played enough to pay for your next battle pass. Like, it's, yeah, and it wasn't an obnoxious amount, an obnoxious stretch for you to be able to do so. Like, it, yeah, they kind of had that sweet spot, and yeah. Hey, look, at least up.
0: they've still got Diablo out there, make them look good, because that <laughs> second season came out, and apparently it's a disaster, so. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a shame. But anyway, moving on. Yes. Normally we avoid talking about this story, but now that it's all said and done. Yeah. Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard. Yes. It's a fish one. It's fucking done. It's over, which means this story can stop existing in the ether for like the two or whatever years. It's just like every week, it's like, if we need news, we could always go back to the Activision Blizzard well and just scoop up some in the bucket.
1: We could like, we can stop airing every video game company's. Oh my God. Like, that's the thing. Like, at first, it was like, oh, this is a bit, f-. but after a while, I was like, oh, man. I don't, yeah, it's, a, it's that thing where I it's don't like, don't oh, that's a, that's a bit spicy.
0: And then a, 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 after it's I'm sick of it. Stop it. Just yeah. Stop it,
1: like, stop it. It just it started to like spiral and like give away things that were like, would have been really neat surprises. And you're like, oh, okay. I. G- Cool. I mean
0: thanks. The NVIDIA leak did that years ago anyway.
1: So I mean that's very true. But I, I forget about that. Like oh, and it'd oh, like, lucky and, you. And then every time like something gets announced, people are like Nvidia leak, and I was like, oh, it was too. Oh, I that's swear, even more exciting. Square I know about
0: Final Fantasy IX remakes coming. You can't hide it from me. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the Nvidia leak, and everything else has come out. Yeah. But, um yeah, so that's sealed away, locked up and done. And again I don't have really much to add to the business side of it, because, I don't know, I'm not very business savvy. But we do have a little nugget from Phil Spencer that doesn't confirm the departure of one Bobby Kotick, but it does mention that he'll stay through to the end of 2023 to ensure a smooth and seamless integration. But that do- the way that's worded it does leave the option to kick his ass out with his yes, he's ridiculous golden parachute where he's set for life, but at least he's out of Activision Blizzard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like... Uh, so it's, it's the lesser of two evils at this point, isn't it really? Yeah. Where just like, fuck that guy off, give him all these money and time to go fucking shove it up his ass. And um, um, I'm sure
0: yeah. you saw... So to, moving on into another part of that same story is Phil Spencer talking about, I think it was on an, an episode of the official Xbox podcast he buy, um, talking about... How have, there's no plans to revisit those older Activision Blizzard IPs, but if the teams are interested, they can, which leads me to, I'm sure you
1: saw the rumor from Windows I fucking Central. Know where you're, I fucking know where you're going with this.
0: So there was a rumor, i have to try to find the exact article, but basically my mentioned...
1: Answer, my answer is yes. Please. The name Guitar Hero was thrown around. Fuck yeah. Bring it back. Give me more fucking plastic peripherals to put in my face. Yes. Yes, it's been long enough. I know they did it again. They tried and it didn't work. uh, Sorry, it worked. It just didn't take off. It was a very good product. Um, Guitar Hero Live, like, well, Guitar Hero, I can't remember what it was called. Like, but like the live element of it, where it was basically just like, what if we just made MTV, but put Guitar Hero in it? So you just like pick it up and choose a channel and just start playing through songs and let, it, let the game pick it for you. It was such a great concept for you to just pick up, play a few songs, and then bounce out if you wanted to. Um, but, yeah, I oh God, I I don't need that in my life, but also I fucking need that in my life. Like, like after
0: walk, doing several passes at the Rock Band stage at PAX Australia, I was like, mm. oh, I do miss it. <laughs> I, do yeah. miss, I don't necessarily miss Guitar Hero, but I do miss Brock Band. I miss I miss vi- that element of rhythm games. Just and we need to find a better way than like expensive plastic instruments.
1: <laughs> I know, but also like oh, there's just no better feeling. Like I really love it so much. I it because it, you it know holds- it comes back, it'll need new instruments. Oh, like- absolutely will. And like you fucking know I'll buy them. Like it's I it just holds such a special place in my heart, like those games. Um, like you literally had to pry me away from a demo unit in a Harvey Norman once. Like, I, the, I I love it so the, much. The grim reality is like they can't have them back without
0: the instruments. So I guess I would, if it does come back, that'll definitely be the hurdle. But no, I just wanted to, I just wanted to poke at you because I did see that rumor floating around.
1: I was because um, obviously
0: I, there's a long list of like classic Activision Blizzard IP that I would love to see it come back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's the one for me, though. Like, I just i i i know I, I feel pretty happy that rhythm games are in a really good spot at the moment because they are. I think I've spoken about that this on on episodes past, but like, it's it's having sort of this like I wouldn't say renaissance, but like it's having this sort of like comeback in terms of being reinvented by a lot of different indie mostly studios. Uh, And doing, like, fun and interesting things with the concept of a rhythm game. Yeah. Um, So that's really exciting. But, like, when it boils down to it, there's just something about picking up that plastic controller and just fucking thrashing around in your living room. I really love so much. And it makes me happy. And it just, it tugs at my heartstrings every time I think about it. So, yes, I did see that. And I was probably, if you hadn't brought it up, I would have brought it up myself because I was armed, ready to go for, <laughs> for it. But um, yeah.
0: Uh, and I guess like the one last little nugget we can take away from this done this deal being done now is that Phil also did mention that there's no, again, obviously since it's October, the end of October pretty much, no plans for like Activision Blizzard stuff to come to Game Pass this year. It'll sort of start, hap- start happening next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just really interested to in see what's going to happen in the future for some of these IPs, I guess, and we won't know until we get there.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting time, but it's all like it's all a done deal. So. Done deal. So
0: now we're heading into that into that bold future. Honestly, yeah. like I, I'm really curious to see what they do with Call of Duty. Do they take it off annual or do they leave it? Because like it is a moneymaker. So that's that's honestly out of all of it, in a weird way, what I'm most interested in seeing what to to happen. Like. If that if that suddenly wasn't out every year, like just think of that big gap in the market. Because that that game, whenever there's a new Call of Duty game, and it comes out at the end of the year, it almost always still becomes the number one bestseller for the year, just immediately. I, so I'm so I curious. Can,
1: I could see them maybe going like biannually with it, oh, and maybe, maybe I'd be really curious to see the off year is like a, a new update to Warzone. That could be like something that they would do because Warzone still makes them enough money. Like. A fair bit of coin as well, because it's like it'd, it'd oh, be it's free to play. But yeah, I think it'd it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> to see what they do, because I think it's going to have they're going to take a couple of runs at it. I feel like it's not going to be like. well this is how we're doing things from now on, unless it works out the gate. But
0: since it is an annual game, I have to imagine at least the next two or three are like queued up,
1: right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, um,
0: yeah. That's in the, in as the dust settles. I'm very curious to see what happens with that with that series. Mm-hmm. And to see if, because it is, it's free money for Microsoft and they just keep it annual, but they don't have to. So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. But,
1: it's like, uh, is, is it, are they, you know, is the money as important to them? Like, yes, it is. But like, do they boring. want it? But the thing is though, do they want to use that franchise to try and bolster their, like, their foundations? And, <laughs> Lol, and- sorry, Halo. I mean, yeah, like... Although,
0: season five for Halo Infinite is apparently a resurgence.
1: Uh, I only took five seasons. There's still hope for Diablo 4. Um yeah, well, we'll see. You. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't die, Joel, jeez. You have to live to see what happens with Call of Duty. Pardon me, yeah, that, apparently that really tickled my funny bone and also my throat, so... <laughs>
0: Uh, well, we're getting to about towards the end of the episode, so I'll just chuck this one last in here, which isn't groundbreaking news, it just made put a smile on my face, and that was the announcement of the games being played at AGDQ in early next year, it includes a speedrun of Gyromite for the NES by one Shiba Inu by the name of Peanut Butter. The goodest That's- of boys will be doing... Hit- He'll be the fir- become the first ever dog to do a speed run during Awesome Games Done Quick, which is, I literally cannot wait for that run.
1: That's amazing. That's incredible. Yes, please. More of this. So
0: he'll be using a custom controller, which and there's a video you can see him doing it in. With. He's going to try to complete the game in 25 minutes and 29 seconds. There's a video on YouTube, apparently, but I'm saving this for when the, the stream happens.
1: I, oh, that's so good. Like, that's so good. Give me flashbacks of like, Fucking the fish playing Pokemon on the Twitch. Have you seen, as have you seen well. the
0: goldfish playing Elden Ring?
1: Oh my god, yeah, that's amazing it's too. So
0: funny. It's like
1: hilarious. just in that the
0: last bit of that I think it's against Margit and it's just trying to heal repeatedly, and it's like you're out of class. Stop healing. Stop healing. And then it gets that one hit to finish the boss off. I'm like, that's that's a that's a clencher. That's a great moment.
1: Incredible. Incredible. But yeah, so I don't know.
0: That's that that's just a little fun story that I saw the other day and I'm like Fuck, that's so good! I can't wait to watch that speed run. Yeah, count me in for that shit. Um, but that's going to be the episode, Joel.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for for listening this week. Uh, we very much appreciate you having here, uh, having you here. Rather, there you go. There you go. You got there it. we go. Got there. Thought I thought I'd better go back and correct that one. Um, yeah, we uh very much appreciate you being here. Uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, if you like what you've heard, um, please. Go leave us reviews, stars, likes, follows, all the social media jargon uh, on your favorite po- uh, podcast platform of choice. Um, we you can find us across all social media at Dialogue Options. We primarily use Twitter, but for how long, who knows? <gasps> um, yeah, yeah. No, listen. We're not going to talk about it because it's just going to make us really mad. And today's been a good day, and I don't want it to. I don't want it to be tarred by that. Um, yeah, if you would like to follow us individually on our own social media accounts, you can find me at Jolly Mac. Uh, where yeah, I just tweeted about how good a day today is. And I just said like Happy Blink One Eight Two Album, Spider Man Two, and Super Mario Wonder Day to all those that celebrate. Um, and I sort of campaign for the fact that I should have got a public holiday today just for me uh, because it's just like hey, all that shit that you fucking like, it's out today. It uh, made me very, very happy. Uh, where can they find you, Kyren? Um, So you can find me on Twitter, where I am, at
0: SlimMNX. And I guess I'll just start doing it anyway, but you can also find me on threads, where I am, Kyron underscore M. That's K-Y-R-A-N underscore M. Because the way it's heading, that's where I'll be. Uh, yeah. But most recently... I haven't been tweeting much because I hate Twitter at this point. Like I'm just sick of it. But yep. I did retweet. I did tweet about obviously Mario and Spider-Man day, but I was more honest with it. And I just called it happy spending a lot of money day. Cause that's what I it mean, was. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, but what I fair. did, I did tweet a video of a fucking the, the first video game character I really truly connected with. And it's a Goomba in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And I can't even really describe it, but the video is hilarious. And it, when it when it happened, I was just I was in hysterics, and it's one of the, It's another again when we actually get a chance to fully talk about Mario Wonder. I love the animations in this game so much,
1: so good. And this it's Goomba, so the
0: animations of in this Goomba in this particular moment, I love it. Ten out of ten. I love this fucking video game. Can't wait to play more of it over weekend and come back next week with like better notes. But um, this this little short video, I just couldn't believe it. I was laughing so hard. But that's that's it. That's all
1: I got. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, we are of course a part of the Story Mode Gaming Network, um, featuring such wonderful shows as Love Letters, which I was a guest on this week, um, and uh, with with Jesse and it, and Chris on the episode as well. But um, the, the Jesse hosting duties on that one. It's a fantastic show. I genuinely enjoy listening to to that episode, even ones about stuff that I'm not as into or like interested in. Um, it it is f- fascinating to hear why people like things and what they like about them um and what that means to them so if you think that sounds interesting go listen to love letters also while you're over on your podcast platform of choice go check out the falcon uh the new uh, we are the probably the worst people to try and plug this show it's a footy podcast an afl podcast um and look i have full faith in the people who are running it i uh, uh, good on them um i trust jesse them. Jesse wants to get me on an episode, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be wild. Like, I don't- See,
0: I, I, can't, I, don't I, can't, I can't go on an episode of that show, because then I've got to talk about being a fucking Hawthorne supporter, and I really don't want to deal with that right now.
1: I, Jesse asked me the other night, he's like, do you have a team? And I was like, yeah, I, I sort of, like, via osmosis- He, he, and he hates I, both I, of our teams. Yeah, I inherited the Geelong Cats, and he's like, cool, okay, well, that's unfortunate. And I was like- <laughs> great awesome this is going to be f- of course i need to give jesse more things yeah more he,
0: he hates my team too and i barely follow my team but it's fine he follows essen and that's funny enough as it is <laughs>
1: that's, i guess that's why he's just bitter i think he's just he's just, he's just like, lashing sure, out at everyone around him like
0: my team was bad this year but his team was just close and then
1: fell apart so you know, whatever Suck a jesse like, <laughs> and, and has sort of consistently been for quite a while As far as I know, as far as I know, I'm not, I'm a fucking starting shit here. I'm not talking. I'm (laughs) stepping out Be careful
0: who'll come for you with Avatar stuff.
1: (laughs) He fucking will. That's what I'm scared about. (laughs) Um, But yes, please go look at all those wonderful shows on the Story Mode Gaming Podcast Network. We love being there. We love the people. We love the shows. We love the good times. It's awesome. Um, But that's about it, I think. So, Yeah. Go out there, uh, happy web swinging, happy Mario wondering this weekend, uh, and we'll see you next week with our thoughts. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay.